The term influencer has taken on a whole new meaning now that we have folks who are paid on social media to influence our decisions based on their personalities online. But the idea of influencers impacts all of our decisions. We are constantly seeking advice from other people. And in today's episode, we will look at how a person's bias plays into the advice they give us about large major life decisions. So come along, take a listen, and learn more about influencer bias. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast, where we explore the who, what, where, when, and why of gap years. It's real people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer and I am your host and Gap Year expert. Today's episode is all about influencer bias. So we're not talking about the Instagram influencer or the YouTube influencer. We're talking about people that you like and trust and when we seek out their information or their their opinions on things that we need to also understand their advice that they're giving is coming from their perspective and their lived experience. So this is a great episode for families and for individual gappers who are in that phase of life where they are seeking lots of opinions, as well as for educators who provide lots of support and guidance, that it's a good reminder to check in with yourself and see what sort of bias and lived experiences you are bringing to that advice or that you are are projecting onto your students who are living and growing up and making very different choices than we made in our day. Now, I know for sure that this played out for me as a teacher, and I'm going to share a little bit uh, about that later on in the episode. So take a listen. Now, let's go back to uh, individual people who are trying to make decisions like what you're going to do in post-secondary. Uh, often people listening to this podcast, that's top in their mind. So we might use that as an example several times throughout this. But when we're making a big decision, there are lots of ways that we gather information. Uh, a big one is that we ask people in our lives that we trust, that we respect. We ask their opinions or what they think. Because those people that we admire and respect and trust, they have incredible life experience that we we see in them and and we know that they want what's best for us. So that's often one way that we do it. So it's a very useful technique because often other people will see our lives from a very different perspective than we see our own lives. They see different angles. They take their own lived experience. Sometimes they have more life experience than we do. Um, so they, they're taking that knowledge and adding it to what they see of us. 
Um, and sometimes they even know us in different contexts. So maybe they're not somebody that sees you in school, or maybe they are somebody who sees you in school, but you're a very different person at school than you are at home. <coughs> So these people have tons of value in our lives and their opinions matter to us. Um, and we trust them with lots of very different decisions in our lives. So depending on the decision, we trust different people. So let me give you an example here. Um, if I'm going to get my hair cut, I am going to trust the opinion of my hairstylist way more than my husband's opinion, who doesn't know anything about face shapes and colors and styles or highlights or what's happening in the world of, of hair trends. Um, but if I'm buying a car, I'm actually going to trust my friends who have cars uh, and have had specific experience with cars more than the salesperson. So even though the salesperson is technically the expert and has lots of knowledge, they're actually getting compensated for making a sale, whereas our friends have no invested financial gain in telling you whether they like their car or not. So you get the point. There are different situations, different scenarios that play out that we seek out different opinions. So when it comes to making decisions about your future, your future education, your career path, we often turn to a wide variety of different sources. We talk to family members, we talk to our friends, we talk to guidance counselors, we go on campus tours and ask the tour guides about their experience, um, university admissions teams that come out, or sometimes even just Googling and or checking out Reddit to see what other people's opinions are. So I want you to think for a second, who are you turning to for this particular decision in your life or any decision? Who are those trustworthy sources that you continually seek out advice from? And how heavily do you weight their opinions and advice? So those are the kind of underlying questions that I want you to be thinking about as we work our way through this episode. So when I was deciding what I wanted to do uh, after graduating high school, I was very unsure. Uh, I did my research and I knew the subject area that I wanted to study, but I didn't know what school to go to. Um, now, I'm going to put a little asterisk here because in my day, way back in the day, uh, a gap year wasn't even on my radar. Uh, it should have been because I didn't really want to go into, or I'm not doing right now what I thought I wanted to do back then, um, but that's another episode altogether. So I didn't take a gap year. I went directly into school. But I remember distinctly my OAC physics teacher, and again, this is this is dating me here. Um, way back in my day, there was a grade 13 called OAC in Ontario, and I was part of that. So this was my final year of high school, and my physics teacher said, you seem like a Mac girl to me. Mac being short for McMaster University, and, and bam, just like that, my decision was made. Uh, I headed off to do a campus tour and I accepted my spot at Mac. So that one small comment from a teacher really tipped the scale for me because I held their opinion in very, very high regard. Now, there's nothing wrong with trusting teachers or trusting guidance counselors. There's nothing wrong with that. 
This teacher had seen many students go off to many different schools. He saw the different profiles of his past students and they came back to tell him whether they liked it or not. And he gave me a recommendation. We never know when we are talking to people how heavy that comment or that advice is going to weigh with that person. So he had just such an amazingly strong impact on where I ended up going to school. And I bet you he doesn't even know it. So what I want to highlight most in this episode is that we get advice or opinions from those that we trust, but we need to take into consideration their own lived bias. We all have bias. It's human. We have all lived very unique lives that frame the way that we see the world and how we form our opinions, which we then project onto other people because we haven't lived their lives. It's not our fault. We just take to the best of our knowledge of who they are and how they lived and apply the things that have worked for us. We don't have any way of knowing everything that that person might have gone through. We can make some assumptions. We may have pieces of their story. We might be able to associate research data with demographics, but there's still that innate built-in bias to anything we're going to share with other people. So when we're taking advice on anything, but especially something that's related to our future, we need to recognize that everyone is giving us biased advice. Not bad advice. Bias doesn't mean bad, just biased. And it's our job to listen to that advice, to understand the bias associated with the advice, and then decide what to do with that advice. Take it and run with it, uh, discard it, or just understand the perspective that that person was giving when they came to give you that advice. So because this is a gap year podcast, we're going to use the example of the age old question to gap or not to gap. Um, So let's say we had a couple different parents here that are talking. So let's call this parent A. So parent A's advice is, uh, you should totally take a gap year. It was the best experience of my life and it changed who I am as a person. Oh, our neighbor's kid took one last year and earned enough money to pay their tuition and they got a swanky internship in a field of their study. You should totally travel to Europe like I did in the 80s. Okay, so there's parent A. Now clearly parent A has some bias here. They have personal lived experience that they themselves took a gap year and they know other successful models of a gap year. Um, But we also know that this is a parent and they want what's best for their child. Now let's flip to a new persona. This is parent B's advice to the question, should I take a gap year or not? You are not taking a gap year. I left my home country so you could have a strong education. You are not going to disrespect me like that by taking a year off to fool around and never head back to school. So this might sound familiar to some of you, Um, but there is bias here too. They don't have any lived experience with gap year. They also made some incredible personal sacrifices to get you a quality education. Uh, But also, same as in situ or parent A, They want what's best for you or what they think what is best for you. 
Now, in both cases, it's very, very clear that the parent is really seeking to give you good advice and to have, make sure that you have a successful future. But they're applying their lived experience to their advice for you. So imagine for a second that the potential gapper who asked that question had some severe mental health challenges and actually really does need a break from school to address those issues. Now all of a sudden, both of these sets of advice don't seem to fit what the potential gapper actually needs. They don't need to travel and they don't need more academic stress. So the gapper needs to be able to see the bias in the advice that was given to them and recognize that while well-intentioned, it is not exactly what this gapper needs for themselves. So let's talk about teachers and guidance professionals because they are, they're often another strong source, like in my case, of who we're seeking advice from. Now, I always struggle a little bit with this one because built into the education profession is a bias towards a university education. Not even college, just university. So for educators in Ontario, they need to have been successful in high school. They need to have earned not one, but two university degrees to be in the profession. And I would say, uh, to go out on a limb here, that not a lot of teachers have full-time workplace experience or have participated in the college stream or apprenticeships or even taken a gap year. So I know this because I am one of them. Uh, I was a teacher for for a while back. Um, and I can say that one of the most important things that I did when I was in teacher's college was take a field trip to the local college. We got to see what the classes were like, what the labs were doing in terms of learning the trades. And to be honest, it was my first time stepping foot onto a college campus and understanding what college life was really about. And I would say that many educators who are advising you don't have lived experience in pathways other than university. And again, no fault of their own. That's just the way that the system has been set up. Um, so they might have had lots of theoretical training on what colleges, apprenticeships, workplace and gap year pathways look like, but they are biased because they will be informed by their own lived experience again. Um, so that's something to just keep in mind that we just really need to think about that a little bit. Um, when we are seeking out information, whether it's from our peers, whether it's from our parents, whether it's from educators in our community, no matter who it was, who it is, every single person that provides us with some sort of advice is going to have bias. It isn't good, it isn't bad, but as responsible decision makers, we need to be able to take it into account when we're weighing out uh, all of the different opinions of other people. So we need to ask some follow-up questions. So, Maybe if you're talking to your guidance teacher, have you had other students take a gap year before? 
that will let you know if maybe if the answer is no, maybe they're going to be biased against gap years. Or if they have, maybe they'll be biased pro gap year. You never know. Maybe you're going to ask uh, a friend. Maybe you need to ask a follow-up question. Are you wanting me to go to school because you want us to be together? Or do you think it's really in my best interest? And talking to your mom or dad, ask the follow-up question, why are you scared of the gap year pathway? Or why are you pro gap year? I think that's really, really important that we ask those follow-up questions if we don't know where that bias might be coming from. Now, to be completely transparent, I have extreme bias. I think almost everyone would benefit from taking a gap year. My bias doesn't come from having a gap year of my own because I haven't taken one, but from the hundreds of students that I've advised, the thousands of students who've accessed gap year resources through CanGap. Um, But I will also be honest about who should not take a gap year. I even did a whole episode on who shouldn't take a gap year. Um, So you can check that out. We'll link to it in the show notes. So just remember that when you are seeking advice or opinions from somebody you know or trust or somebody who's an expert in their field, make sure not to take it at surface level, but really factor in the biases or the biases that come along with the advice. And then you need to decide how much weight to give that advice. You know yourself better than anybody else. And one thing as people transitioning into adulthood, we need to learn is we need to learn to trust our own instincts while also being informed by those around us. And that can be a really, really tricky balance, but you've got it and you are going to learn how to do this. And a gap year is a great way to really, really figure out how to do this well. Now, if you want to chat, if you want a, a, a biased opinion about the gap year pathway, or just quite frankly, a frank conversation about whether it is or is not the right decision for you, please feel free to book a call with me, cangap.ca slash call. Uh, We offer free 30-minute chats to go over what some of your goals are, understand a little bit more about what you hope to achieve, or just a little bit of an assessment if a gap year is the right decision for you. So I will give you my biased advice that can balance out the biased advice coming from other sources that might not be quite so in favor of a gap year. So I hope this gave you a little bit of clarity about your ability to tap into the people around you, to get advice and to seek opinions from other people, but also how to trust yourself and how to evaluate all of those pieces of opinions that are coming from other people. So until next time, my friends, keep on adventuring.